0: Full service financial planning service company. This podcast is produced and distributed by Biz Radio Asheville. To receive the free Biz Radio app, just text the word Asheville to 36260. That's Asheville to 36260. With the app, you can easily enjoy this program and other local programming podcasts on demand. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun conversations about financial and relationship tips that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I am your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm so excited to have my first radio show ever. Um, Here on biz radio. So I want to shout out Matt Matan. He's producing the show right now. Thanks, Matt. But with that being said, I want to jump right into the show because I'm really excited to have my first official guest. This person is very special to me. We've known each other for about seven years now. And she's more than a friend, she's like a big sister. We just became business partners together, and she's already the owner of Bookkeeping Virtually, and we just started a business, um, Mahogany Bookkeeping, that we'll talk about later in the show. But with that being said, I would love to introduce Miss LaShawn D. Scott. Welcome. Thank you so much, Veronica, for having (laughs) me. I'm super excited
1: to be joining your first show.
0: Thank you, and I'm just gonna warn everybody, I talk fast, and LaShawn talks 10 times faster than me. So we're going to try to talk as slow as possible, Uh, but LaShawn, I just want you to kind of tell all the listeners about yourself, how you got into bookkeeping, because you're different from my background where I have a master's in accounting and a bachelor's degree in accounting. You are totally self-taught YouTube classes at which I really um, admire. And then also we'll talk about how we got connected with Mahogany Bookkeeping.
1: Sure. Well, I have been a bookkeeper for the past twelve years. Um, I was kind of forced to start my own business back in twenty thirteen. I was kind of dibbling dabbling and I had a one QuickBooks client. Um, that I started working with in 2009. And so my job, I was doing admin, admin work for um, a company here in Greenville, South Carolina, where I live, and I was downsized. So I was like, gosh, what am I going to do now? Uh, my hours were cut from 40 hours a week down to 16. So I met with um, a CPA friend of mine, um, I remember years ago at Panera here in Greenville, and she looked across the table and said, you need to become QuickBooks certified. And I said, okay, well, I don't, know what that is but i'll start doing (laughs) it. right yeah and so i came home and started kind of diving and dabbing and kind of looking at the site and trying to figure out what a quickbooks pro advisor was and when i became certified there were no online webinar trainings um i actually had to print out and paper and pencil kind of thing and uh, yeah so it was a bit more challenging and it took a little bit longer than i anticipated but i was determined to get that done and Once I became certified, it really felt like things kind of took off there with adding more clients. So um, the clients I currently have, I've had the majority of them since 2009, 10, 11. I mean, and they themselves have grown and added numerous businesses. So the majority of my clients have come by word of mouth uh, from bookstores to consultants uh, to content management companies. So that's kind of how I got started.
0: I was just going to ask you that, so that's so interesting because so many people talk about the fact that they're forced into entrepreneurship, you know, it's almost like they've gotten downsized, they were fired, there was a tragedy that happened where it just forced them that they had to stop their traditional job, but a lot of times those people weren't happy in that job anyway, but you know, it's just that security blanket of knowing, I'm going to get paid on this schedule, I'm going to have health benefits, at the time I'm sure you had young children,
1: Right. My um, youngest child was still in high school. Uh, my daughter was actually in college at, at Clemson University. So that was kind of scary. It's like, oh, you know, uh, tuition is what came to mind. But yes, I, yes. I, really found like it, I really felt like it would be a niche for me because of my paralegal background. I'm actually a paralegal and worked on law firms for years. So um, the detail that's required to be a paralegal, you know, answering answers and interrogatories and discovery and all those different things helped me and has continued to help me with drilling down and trying to figure out what's going on, kind of working with a QuickBooks account and start with a new client, you kind of have to dissect their books and mm-hmm. try to figure out what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that really lent, um, really helped me tremendously to be able to have that background. So that's kind of how I got started.
0: That's cool. And that's so good for listeners to know that you just started off just being a QuickBooks advisor. And for those of you that don't know what that is, is that QuickBooks has it to where every year you have to get recertified, but you have to take different levels of tests to say what certification level you are. But it kind of gives you that stamp of approval that, hey, if you know, if you're a, a pro advisor, we know that you know how to set up QuickBooks, you're proficient in most of the elements that they have in there. And then they also, LaShawn, correct me if I'm wrong that they allow you to post your email and your contact information within QuickBooks. So if people are in your local area and they want to find you, you can find clients like that as well.
1: Absolutely. The ProAdvisor website is what it's referred to. Also, I attended um, when web, uh, in-person webinars. I've gone to training in Atlanta. Um, several times to do, uh, to learn and be face to face and hear feedback from other people who are QuickBooks certified on different levels. And so they, the topics range from how to initially start a business, how to work with this client, a difficult client, how to market your business. Uh, QuickBooks actually provides great training on either online or in person. Yeah, they prior, do. Prior to COVID, of course. Yes, um, yeah. yeah. That, the webinars and everything in terms of the training, get someone set up. So if someone was new to start their business, QuickBooks would be a great place to start and uh, simply on their website and then like you as you referenced before YouTube is everyone's best friend when it comes to QuickBooks in terms yes. of how do I you know Create this credit memo because those are things that you don't normally do every single day in your business So and there's plenty, plenty of references that in different sites and people that you come to know that are experts in the field Mm -hmm. Um, from youtube videos and then you can go on to their site seth david is a good example of that hector garcia is another person
0: hector garcia that's my guy i mean these people literally um, guys have like a million subscribers that is all they do is talk about cookbooks so for those that kind of want to maybe tip your toe in the entrepreneurial pond and you want to maybe start off doing your own books we definitely love QuickBooks, we always are plugging QuickBooks online specifically, because there's the most efficiencies with that, they have over 80% of of the market share giving them a plug. Um, And it's just very easy for a small business, $5 million or less, you don't have a lot of complicated um, operations to generate the financials that you need to get the funding that you need, especially um, in the times that we're at where there's so many SBA loans and grants becoming available. So, LaShawn, let's move into how me and you created Mahogany Bookkeeping, because I had Balanced Virtually, still have my own bookkeeping company, and you had Bookkeeping Virtually, which is funny that we had similar names. It was Destined. Um, Yes. But tell me your perspective of how we were able to start Mahogany Bookkeeping LLC this year. Well, I think the most
1: important thing is how we initially met. So. Veronica was interviewing Had started working at a job here in Greenville, South
0: Carolina, where I'm located. And I- Right after I had my my son who's six years old. So I was like five, four weeks after I had the baby, I was like, I gotta gotta get a job. What is she doing here?
1: I met her then because I was coming in monthly to the company and reconciling their books. I was simply reconciling three different companies that they had monthly to kind of as a second check. And so Veronica, as you know, she'll stay, worked there for a couple of years, and I would see her. We talk periodically, and then Veronica got the opportunity, she'll talk more about that, to move to Asheville for a job and informed the guy she was working with that she thought I would be a perfect fit to take over that role so if you want to take it from there
0: yeah so that was gosh about four years ago going on five years and so I take this job in Asheville and I absolutely hated it (laughs) so Mm -hmm. that forced me to quit that job after about 15 months and I said you know what I've been talking to my friend LaShawn she's been encouraging me to start my business I have the business bank account open. I have no clients. I just need to walk out on faith and do it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Um, It has to be better than going to work every day, ready to throw up crying, just miserable. So I just did it. And one of the first people I met was Matt of biz radio and I started um, networking with him and I got my first few clients in the first few months. So now fast forward three years later, I'm getting to the point where I had to turn down clients and as one of my mentors, Matt and LaShawn, LaShawn would always say, Veronica, you have to stop turning down business. You can find somebody. And as a new um, business owner, that's the scariest thing is like giving your baby to somebody. You're just like, I'd rather just do it myself. It's easier. So um, I started working with um, Mountain BizWorks, which is a nonprofit organization that helps um, small businesses with funding and um, education to help their business. I'm a coach with them and I also teach with them and I was starting to get even more clients the beginning of 2021 and clients that I really wanted to help. So minority um, clients, women-owned businesses, um, owners who felt like they never got the attention that they needed from the bigger accounting firms. And I just really felt compelled to start the business. And LaShawn, thank goodness, was willing to say, hey, I'm at a point in my career with my clients that they're on autopilot. I can take on some clients with you. And now we merge together to form Mahogany Bookkeeping. And now my balance virtually is going to be more consulting and coaching. And LaShawn, when it comes to bookkeeping virtually, what type of clients are you taking that would differentiate from Mahogany Bookkeeping? Or is there a difference for you?
1: Well, it's mostly the clients that I'm currently working on. um, And I have about 24 QuickBooks accounts in my
0: bookkeeping. Ooh, talk that that talk. 20,000.
1: Okay. Very blessed. And my daughter also works with me part-time, so that helps a lot. But the clients that I currently have on the bookkeeping virtually, the majority of my clients continue to add more businesses. So, for instance, (laughs) one of my clients has four different companies. Another client has three. Um, so that my business has grown on that side from the fact that, you know, those businesses are growing more and saying okay, well, I'm thinking about, um, building college cottages out in traveler's rest. So that's a new company to our hospitalities that I've developed, but they owned three other companies in addition to that. So that's kind of what I'm working on, on that front. I, I vision mahogany bookkeeping been exactly what you said, trying to help small businesses, Um, that are just starting out, that have no idea what bookkeeping is or what they need to do, and more, like you said, on um, the aspect of just getting them set up. So, And we also will help them review their books, do forensic counting, maybe – quarterly we may help them review their books make sure they're paying all their taxes mm-hmm, if they have mm-hmm. a business in which they collect sales tax make sure they, they're remitting them timely but
0: um really excited right. about we um, really you know, we don't love inventory clients just throwing it out there yes, but you know we, we'll, we'll take we, it if we have to now,
1: but um there's so many <laughs> programs and systems in place now in which your inventory is done with your point of sales system therefore you don't have to bring those numbers into. the true. here is the the value, here's the value of the inventory itself. So yeah, I'm very excited about Mahogany Bookkeeping and of course we have our website up and running and we also have our first client which we um, received uh, about a month and a half ago. So we're very, mm-hmm. very excited about that and we also have a, a poten- another potential client appointment this afternoon to talk to a lady who uh, owns her own construction company.
0: Yes, with- and is a young African-American woman that owns yep. her own construction company. Um, so that's very impressive. So. I just kind of want to ease into before we get um, off the show, just some tips that we can provide to the listeners that can help some small business owners. Because LaShawn and I attended um, the ASAP Appalachian Sustainable Agriculture Project. That's a mouthful farmers' conference um, back in February. was a three-day conference. We participated in one day as consultants. So we basically had 15-minute Zoom sessions with different business owners just asking us questions. And initially, LaShad and I was very skeptical as brown girls owning mahogany bookkeeping at a farmers' conference. And we know nothing about farming. But it was such a breath of fresh air because everyone was so nice. I want to shout out Amy DeCamp. She was the events coordinator. Um, did an amazing job planning this. Everybody was so nice. And, and we saw the same ki- kinds of questions, regardless if people were just getting started or they've been in business for a little bit, regardless if they were selling crops or selling crop tops. You kind of have the same type of questions and I'm just going to throw it to Lashawn. If you can kind of cover, what were some of the top bookkeeping tips and questions that we provided to people at the conference?
1: Well, great. Yeah, I think the most important thing was having a system in place. The majority of people we spoke with were possibly using pen and paper, maybe using Excel, and we just explained to them how easy it could be to just set up the QuickBooks account themselves after they have, of course, they have the bank account set up for their business, but. Also, to not commingle their funds. And so a lot of people was like, well, I paid. Yes, say it again. Say it again. Not to commingle, not to commingle. commingle. So, you know, I had my, you know, I was out and I, you know, I needed some seed for the store and I didn't have my business bank card with me. So I paid with my personal. Well, that's easier to, you know, to rectify. But when you constantly are using your business account, business card to pay for Different things. Oh, I just went out with a friend, you know, unrelated to Mm -hmm. business and I just see
0: vacation trips a lot meals and entertainment, which always are red flags to the IRS. It's like just, hey, audit me. Look at me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the the most important thing. We said get a system in place. And so a lot of people say, well, I don't have any QuickBooks background. It's like, well, we can initially help you set everything up, but also really uh, there's tutorials out there from start to finish as to how to set them up yourselves. And making sure you understand the transactions and how they come down in terms of bank feed. Because QuickBooks offers what call a bank feed in which you can l- l- um, link your Bank of America card, Wells Fargo card. So that the transactions automatically come into the system. So that mm-hmm. was the most important thing. Also, reconciling your bank accounts each month. Um, yes. If you don't reconcile monthly, you don't have any idea, oh, I wrote a check to ABC Company, in February and here it is April and that check is still not clear. There's no way for you to realize that those funds are accounted for, but they um, haven't been withdrawn from
0: your bank. So it's so important to reconcile every single month.
1: And And LaShawn,
0: one thing I want to add real quick, sorry to interrupt is I found a lot of clients don't realize they have to reconcile their credit cards, too, because they think, oh, it's just my bank. And we have to remind people it's every source that you use to pay for things. So if you use a credit card, you're going to have to reconcile your credit card. If you're using a bank account, a savings account, you can have we have some clients that have 15 credit card accounts, you know, like so. But they all need to be linked in QuickBooks Online which, again, we only take clients that have online. So we can bring in all those transactions automatically, and all we have to do is match them to the right chart of account.
1: Absolutely. And I'm glad you touched on, um, Veronica, um, QuickBooks Online, and that's really all we work with. Because I, for example, have clients in Arizona, Georgia. I I once had a client that was in Australia that I worked oh, with. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's very important for the online people to say, oh, well, I don't want to pay that monthly subscription. I'd rather just pay for the desktop version well, the issues with having to share those documents and only one person being able to work on at the on the QuickBooks account at a time is really the issue. And of course, you have to keep in mind that if you have the online subscription and we recommend the Plus, then mm-hmm. you could also um, that's a business expense. That's a dues and subscription expense that you have monthly. And if you contact Veronica or I or either Mahogany Bookkeeping. Through our Mahogany Bookkeeping, we can set you up for wholesale billing, which means if the subscription for the plus subscription is $70 a month, with our wholesale billing just simply going under us, we don't have to even be working with you, maybe reconciling and helping you out maybe quarterly, it's 50% off. So if the subscription is $70, it's going to cost you $35 a month. But it's very important. That's the most important thing to have some system in place. And then to speak with someone or watch as many videos as you can about the training and getting everything set up. If you just... Oh, I can't afford to have somebody full time. And I think it's a good idea to have somebody initially help you get everything um, rocking and rolling in terms of reviewing it, reviewing everything online.
0: Absolutely. And one last thing I want to make sure that we bring up um, before we wrap up the show is saving all of your receipts and yes. invoices. And yes. LaShawn, you corrected me because we were just talking about this and I said, oh, I'd save it for three years because, you know, for IRS purposes, they can audit you for three years. And LaShawn, you had a good point. You said, actually, it should be longer.
1: Yes, it's actually five to seven years that you need to keep it with all your records and receipts. I actually had a client uh, who was audited. um for their 2010 tax return in 2013 um, because of her deductions. And we had every last receipt associated wow. with, uh, with her, her claim for her loss of her
0: business. That's, and so that's very we, impressive. We, so, yeah, so you we, guys beat the IRS.
1: Beat the IRS audit because we had an entire notebook and we could justify every expense by, and back up with a receipt. People also need to know that if you lost your receipt or something across your receipt the irs will take and accept that bank statement or that credit card statement and one other thing i want to say about the credit card statements a lot of people don't link their credit cards to QuickBooks but they'll use this credit card for business it's very important one that you go ahead and link that credit card and even if it's a personal credit card that you start using it specifically for business only so that when you bring it on and you link it to QuickBooks all the transactions that are coming in are related to the business you may want well just dedicate If you can't right now or you don't want to get a business credit card but I'm going to dedicate this credit card this
0: personal strictly to business you can do that as well. That's awesome. So LaShawn, tell the listeners, how can they get in contact with you related to bookkeeping virtually? And of course, we'll give a plug for Mahogany Bookkeeping as well.
1: Sure. Well, the most important being Mahogany Bookkeeping. We, like we said before, are very excited about having our website. So we um, created mahoganybookkeeping.com. You can log in and contact either one of us. We have a profile and information out there regarding um the start of our business and the services that we provide. And we also, are, um, you know, can offer our, our initial consultation to anyone who's trying to figure out what's going on. And we'd love to talk to people and have an idea as to whether or not it's going to be a fit, because that's the most important thing. We don't just assume that we can help everyone. Um, some people's situations are that they may have not filed their taxes since 2018. You're kind of like, oh, that client I'm not um, <laughs> sure work with. Because it that lends to the fact that you really um, have not kept up with your business in terms of your books, and you, that is could be a possible issue. So, and yes. bookkeeping virtually again the same thing. BookkeepingVirtually.com um, is my website.
0: Awesome. Well, LaShawn, thank you so much for being my first official guest outside of the Biz Radio family, and I want to thank everybody for listening. And I just want to make Make sure that all the listeners stay connected. And the easiest way to do that with Biz Radio is to get the app and to text Asheville to the number 36260. So, again, thank you guys so much. LaShawn, thank you. I look so forward to us um, helping folks and um, having this business together, hopefully create some generational wealth for our families. And, um, yeah, thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next time.